Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Janice White. Yes, science. Yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think of the shot. 1.21 gigawatts. It's not Friday, but it kind of is. It's the Thursday before a long weekend, so it's got a Friday feel to it. So we're going to do a little science chat here. Uh, like I say, lots of time for your calls in this final hour. So uh, 780-496-0063-403-974-8255. Those are the numbers. Um, but there's a new study that came out this week in uh, something called the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Sounds very important. Uh, that reveals some new info about dinosaurs that used to roam in Alberta. And um, it's really fascinating how this information was gleaned because the scientists essentially were able to get all this information from eggshells. I don't know how it all works. We'll find out. We're going to chat with Francois Therrien now, who is the curator of dinosaur paleobiology at the Royal Terrell Museum in Alberta and co-author of the study we're about to discuss. Francois, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Really interesting findings here. To start, what kind of dinosaurs are we talking about here? What what are these dinosaurs called and what do they look like and all that stuff? Well, the species we studied is called Troodon. It's a small meat-eating dinosaur about two and a half meters long, only a meter tall. Would have looked a lot like a Velociraptor of uh, the Jurassic Park fame, but not as big as what you see in the movies because there they basically pumped it up on steroids to make <laughs> it way bigger. Troodon was a smaller animal, but overall would have been the same, would have had the very big eyes Would have uh, because we think it was maybe nocturnal. Uh, it was covered with feathers because most meat-eating dinosaurs now we know were covered with feathers. It would even have wings, even though uh, it was incapable of flying. And it also has a reputation for being one of the smartest dinosaurs I've ever lived because its brain was actually very large for its body size. Interesting. Okay, when did they live in Alberta? Do we know? Yes, uh, the fossils we found come from uh, an area south of Lethbridge, a site called Devil's Coulee. It's a site that preserves a lot of uh, dinosaur nests in that area. So the rocks around there are roughly 75 million years old. So that's about the same age as the famous dinosaurs you find in Dinosaur Provincial Park uh, near Brooks in southern Alberta. Now, the work you did was focused on eggs, right? Eggshells from these dinosaurs, correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, most people think that you usually to make big studies, big discoveries about dinosaurs, you need to find complete skeletons. But here in this case, we actually, all we did was analyze pieces of eggshell that came from nests. We didn't even need the full egg or the full nest. We just needed like uh, fingernail-sized pieces of eggshell. And then with uh, colleagues, uh, Darla Zelenetsky from the University of Calgary and Mattia Tegdiavento from the Goethe University in Germany, we decided to analyze the composition of the eggshell. So looking at the what's called the isotopes, so variants of the oxygen, at, uh, oxygen atoms. And from that, 
using uh, geochemical analysis, we were able to actually calculate uh, the the temperature at which uh, the eggshell form. And because just like birds, just like reptiles today, uh, they produce their eggs inside their bodies, close to their core. Well, knowing the temperature at which uh, the eggshell formed can actually give us information about the body temperature of the animal. Okay, and then what does that tell us? I guess that can tell us whether or not we're talking about more reptilian or more bird-like, right? Yeah, that's correct. And we were able to determine that the eggs were formed at a body temperature that's really high. So that means that Troodon uh, was actually what we can say a warm-blooded animal. In scientific terms, we usually ter- say endothermic, meaning that they produce their own body right. heat, just like mammals do and just like birds do. Because that's the interesting thing about Troodon. It's a it's a meat-eating dinosaur, but it's it's, it's a highly evolved one. It's very close to the origin of birds, because now probably everybody knows that birds are just a type of dinosaurs. Birds are dinosaurs the same way that humans are mammals. The birds are just yeah, a highly evolved type of meat-eating dinosaurs uh, that have learned to fly and that were lucky enough to survive the big mass extinction 66 million years ago. So by studying Troodon, we can learn a lot about the origin of birds. How did that transition from being a meat-eating dinosaur to being a bird occurred? So by studying the, the biology of Troodon, we can learn about yeah what how birds came to be. So here we learned that Troodon was a warm-blooded animal, just like uh, mammals and birds. That wasn't really a big surprise because other studies we'd published before uh, showed that. But what was interesting is that we saw that uh, Troodon was also capable of fluctuating its body temperature, something that many birds are capable of doing today. And that's what we call heterothermy, meaning that you can fluctuate your body temperature in order to cope with uh, harsh conditions. For like how much? Like how much of a swing can they bring about in their body temperature? Do you know? We're, we're talking about close to 10 degrees Celsius. So that's a wow. big fluctuation in body temperature. For humans, if you go into hypothermia, if yeah. you drop by I think it's around six or seven degrees Celsius, but some birds are capable of fluctuating close to 10, and that's what we observed in Troodon. So, so in that sense, yeah, Troodon is still uh, has many of the characteristics that we see in birds today. So we know that Troodon in 75 million years ago in southernmost Alberta, uh, there was a very arid environment. It wasn't a desert, but it was very dry. There was limited vegetation. Rivers weren't flowing year-round because there were probably rainy seasons and drought. So so maybe it's why Troodon evolved that, uh, that aspect, being able to fluctuate its body temperature so that when the conditions were harsh, it could lower its body temperature, and then this would probably need less food and could uh, could survive during those uh, harsh conditions. Amazing. What about behaviors? I mean, when you're taking a look at an eggshell of a species, can you start to determine, or you know, multiple eggshells? Can you start to put together some of the puzzle pieces about behavior and how these animals lived? Yes, absolutely. Another aspect of our study was to. Not only were we able to determine the body temperature of Troodon, but we were also able to say something about its reproductive system, how it produced its eggs. And we found that based on the, the composition of the eggshell, that Troodon still had a reproductive system 
typical of uh, of modern reptiles. Modern reptiles have two ovaries, what we call oviducts, so they produce eggs on both sides of the body and it can produce a lot at a time. Birds are actually the exception here. They only have one functional ovary one or one oviduct. They have lost one during evolution, and we think that's probably associated with extend, extended periods of flight. If you have to, to carry your eggs around while you're flying, it could basically slow you down, make you heavier. And uh, another thing, yeah, they lost one ovary, but they also have a way more efficient way of producing their eggshell. They produce it much faster that, uh, than we see in reptiles. So that probably, again, has to do with the fact they only have one ovary and they want to produce the egg as fast as possible so they don't have to carry it around when they're flying. So, so uh, birds have evolved a yeah, very specific uh, reproductive system. But here we see that Troodon, even though it's very close to the origin of birds, still has a reproductive system that's typical of uh, of reptiles. So it shows that yeah, the transition yeah. from a meat-eating dinosaur to a bird was a very gradual process. It's not like you can put your finger on an animal and say, that's a bird, and the other one here is a dinosaur. You know, you can see that some characteristics of birds first evolved among meat-eating dinosaurs, whereas others truly evolved only among birds. Amazing. So, I mean, are, would, will eggshells be like as valuable as fossils given this kind of work? I mean, can eggshells, if they can tell us this much, are they just as good as finding a bone? Well, we always prefer to find a complete animal. Oh, but sure, the, yeah. The thing is, yeah, when is sometimes they're finding nests can give you a lot of information. For example, we have nests of Troodon that uh, preserve eggs that are standing upright. So it's telling us that the parents were laying their eggs upright, and we even found evidence that some parents may even have been brooding, so sitting on their eggs to keep them warm, which is a behavior that we clearly see in birds. Yeah. So most uh, other dinosaurs just buried their eggs under a mound of vegetation, similar to what crocodiles do, and then it's the decomposition of the plant matter that's actually producing the heat to incubate the eggs. But here in Troodon, because we're so close to birds, we see that brooding behavior uh, has already begun. And another interesting thing we found also with our study is we were able to estimate how many eggs a female troodon could produce. We discovered that a female troodon could produce between four and six eggs per reproductive cycle. We don't know how many times it produced, it had, how many times it laid eggs during a year, but we know that every time it was a reproductive season, they would produce between four and six eggs. Now we found some nests that preserve four or six eggs four to six eggs, but we also have troodon nests that contain up to 24 eggs. So that tells us that probably those nests uh, represent uh, communal nests. So we oh. had several females that came together, pulled their eggs together, and then took turns at brooding their eggs. And that's something we see also in ostriches today. You see that basically female ostriches come together put all their eggs together and then they take turns and once in a while one has to go get food or stretch their legs so they leave the nest and then another female comes to brood uh, the egg. So that again is again showing that Troodon in some ways its reproductive system is still very much like uh, a reptile but in terms of behavior and even body heat, its uh, physiology, it's still uh, very close to birds. So it shows that, yeah, it's kind of a, of a puzzle. Evolution works in pieces. It's not sudden transitions. It's yeah. usually some aspects are changing. Others 
are still yeah ancient uh, primitive features that are retained until eventually they change at a later time. So interesting. Awesome stuff. Francois, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time.